Hey guys, it's me, Judy, back again on The Old and the New. Today, we're going to talk about the Copper Age. With consideration of its historical context, we'll talk about if we were thinking like a prehistorical villager. Why was copper so good? The Copper Age, also known as the Chalcolithic Age, was a significant transition period in human prehistory. This is not a stage present for all civilizations, and as early civilizations had little means of travel and developed at their own pace, the Copper Age did not occur all simultaneously across the globe. However, the development of materials, for which people primarily make their tools out of, pretty much came in the same order at least across civilizations. The Copper Age came between the Stone Ages and the Bronze Age which was then followed by the Iron Age. By Stone Age, human settlements had had domesticated crops and animals, invented the bow and arrow, and had pottery objects and containers. These inventions had allowed people to develop larger settlements. In some places, basic writing systems and records appeared as early as the Bronze Age, and in other places, Iron Age Thus, the Copper Age was the last period of prehistory. This period also marked the significant transition for humans from using stone into using metal. During this time, although copper was in fashion, stone was also widely used. Hence the word Chalcolithic, used as it's named, which is literally the ancient Greek word for copper and stone mashed together. The earliest copper artefacts unearthed from this period were found in Serbia, Israel and so on, which suggested that copper smelting was discovered independently by different people. The earliest discoveries of the Copper Age was in the areas of the Fertile Crescent, in Mesopotamia and Egypt. In about 6 to 7,000 BC, which was 9 to 8,000 years ago. And in East Asia, other parts of Africa and South America, their Copper Age came one later than the other by millennium, in 5000 BC, 4000 BC and 3000 BC respectively. So, why copper specifically, you might ask? Well, for a couple of reasons. It's quite a common metal, abundant enough to be consistently mined. It is also rather attractive in colour, pink when it's purer, and various pretty shades of green or blue were naturally occurring compounds. And importantly, its melting point is relatively low, which, which makes its manufacture slightly easier in comparison to other metals such as iron, which has a higher melting point. And as a bonus, copper, like all other metals, is slightly shiny. But why did copper win over the prominent position that stone had kept for itself for so long in the past? Well, copper simply compared to be more economical in many ways. Firstly, it can be reused. When a copper tool breaks, one can simply melt it and mould it into shape again, and the same piece of metal can be passed down by generation, forever, theoretically. Although this property does mean that archaeologists are less likely to find copper artefacts. 
the prehistoric humans were discovering the benefit of metal. Its durability and malleability simply exceeded that of the stone. Take obsidian, for example, a very hard type of stone used to make very sharp daggers. It is very brittle. So a good dagger took a long time to sharpen and make, but a small mistake during that process might lead to the whole thing breaking and all the effort having gone to waste. So although copper might have been less sharp, that was overlooked because of its supreme durability and the flexibility of being recasted. Briefly, this might have given you an idea of why the older methods of stone were inevitably casted behind by our ancestors. The Calcolithic Age blew our first triumphant horns towards development and the world of slightly shiny alloys. So that's the end of today's episode. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye.